What is up, Ascenders? This is episode 12 of Awaken with author of the Nobody Bible, J.A. Plosker. Here's what's coming up. If you read enough books, you're going to be told that finding authenticity is something really, really complicated. You're going to go on a long journey to discover who you are. And I said, really, we're always who we really are, but we've just covered it up. So really, if you're looking for your authentic self, start right here, right now. Welcome back to another episode of Awaken, brought to you by Ascend. I'm Brian Henry, the founder of Ascend and your host. On Awaken, I invite on special guests to the show to share with us their experiences and wisdom to support you in improving your state of health, heightening your state of consciousness, and manifesting abundance in your life so that you may rise to your potential. If you're new to tuning into the show, I do invite you to join us at our Senders Facebook community. We're all about spreading wisdom and spreading positivity with one another because a core value of an ascender is one of unity and that belief that by bringing the best out in each other, we rise to our potential. So I do hope to see you in the group. If you'd like to join us, you can do so at www.togetherweascend.com forward slash community. Hope to see you there. So my guest in this episode has a pretty interesting background. He has two degrees in religious studies, one in social work and one in law, and he's had careers in all of these different fields. He's worked as a therapist, and he's taught as a professor of religious studies and philosophy. So you can say he has quite a bit of experience under his belt. And it was interesting for me because he has all this experience and knowledge in a ton of different religions, and he's spent so many hours studying ancient wisdom. But one of his core messages is this. All this ancient wisdom can be boiled down to a set of very simple lessons that are playing out in our day-to-day lives. So listen in as Jay and I explore some of these lessons. And coming from someone that has spent so much time studying all this ancient wisdom, it was very interesting for me to hear. I hope it is for you as well. J.A. Plosker is a self-proclaimed ordinary guy. He has two degrees in religious studies and advanced degrees in social work and law, has had careers in all of those different fields, but none of that has changed the fact that he's the same guy he's always been. But he seems like he wouldn't have it any other way. Jay believes that the keys to living a fulfilling life is in how we approach the little things that we do every day. So to help people find a path to better living, Jay has written a now multi-award winning book, The Nobody Bible, uncovering the simple wisdom in ordinary life, which explores ancient pathways to a richer, more fulfilling life that is available to you right now. I'm happy to introduce the man behind the Nobody Bible, Jay Plosker, a.k.a. Nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Brian. It's good to be here. Thank you. So, Jay, um, I do invite the the listeners to to go check out your site and see what you got going on there. But just to paint them a picture and they're seeing it right now on the screen, you're nobody. <laughs> you, uh, you 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 have that nobody theme going on. You're you're. If you check out the site, um, unlike most people, you you don't have your photo up on the uh, on the site, and you that that's part of part of your image. So I have to ask you, why why the nobody theme? Well, 
you know, it really it really took on a life of its own. It, it started when I was when I was in my late twenties is when I started writing books. And I used to walk around in bookstores with my friends and I used to look at all the books all around by all these famous authors and I used to say, you know, boy, I'm I'm nobody. I say, how am I ever gonna get a book in a bookstore? And that kind of went on for a while and I, I kept writing. And then I happened to have a I happened to hear a, a teaching uh, lecture once by a great teacher. And he said Part of the teaching was he said, you know, on the spiritual path, he said, nobody is actually the highest state. And that really got me to stop and think. And he went on and said, when you when you when you when you work on your ego, when you work on getting rid of your desires and preferences, you sort of become just a conduit. You sort of become nobody. You just become a mirror to the world. And that really, really, really stuck with me. So it flipped the term around. So instead of nobody kind of being a negative, it became the greatest positive. So when I sat down to write the book, I kind of embraced that. And I realized, you know, I did, you know, we don't have to be rich. We don't have to be famous. We don't have to be ordained to get on the spiritual path. We can just be who we are right now today. And so that term became so powerful inside of me that it, it, it had to be the approach to the book. It had to be the term that I empowered and embraced. And it really has become, it's really become part of who I am. It's really become a very powerful concept for me, a very guiding principle. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely see how, how powerful that can be just because I know when, uh, for myself, my personal experience, when, when I begin to disidentify from from that that self-identity from the ego and of course that's such a big uh topic in the the spiritual community right not uh, not identifying by that that self-identity that we we ultimately create for ourselves then it opens way for for so much more and just when you you begin to drop those labels of you i ja brian um it, it it opens up the path for for realizing that that well for me it, it's about the, the truth that we're, we're all connected and we're all we're all one um, so whether you 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 believe that or that's the perspective you take I, I just know that when when often when people begin to to disidentify from that that self-identity um, it, it opens up way for for such more compassionate living yeah and, and there's something that I, I, I talked about in the book that's you know, really, no matter who we are, we're all nobody until somebody, until we make an introduction. So when, when you move into a new house, you're really nobody in particular to your neighbors mm-hmm. until you reach across the fence and make an introduction. And then you, you start to talk about your lives, where you're from, and you start to learn about each other. So when you start conversations from that place of nobody, nobody, nothing, you give yourself and other people permission, real permission, mm-hmm. to be totally, totally authentic. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have to hide. There are no labels. There are no musts and shoulds. There's just me meeting you and mm-hmm. two people coming together. And that, that, that was, so that was, that was a really important concept. And I, I, I try to play with that every time I meet someone new. I try to remember I don't know anything about them and they don't know anything about me. So we have to kind of approach each other as blank slates mm-hmm. and gives each of us an opportunity to be totally authentic. I love that. And authenticity is something that I think uh, that is at the core of a lot of the uh, 
a lot of the 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 stuff that's being taught in in against virtual communities and in the self-help industry because i think that personally i think that's that's what what it all comes down to how can we how can we feel comfortable with with who we are and and just express what is in the deepest deepest parts of us and and who we really want to be so authenticity is something i definitely see a lot of importance in in discussing and trying to explore just how can we how can we tap into that and i know that's one of uh one of the two keys that you mentioned uh in the book in the introduction that uh you think that it comes down to simplicity and authenticity do you mind just speaking to that well sure so um, simplicity was about in my when I was when I was teaching classes around you know in religious studies or philosophy or when I was doing therapy in, in group settings or individual settings, I saw people really a lot of times struggling to wrap their heads around how they could move forward. What was the best way forward? What was the best way that they could find uh, inner peace or a way around anxiety or a way out of depression or a way to deal with? Uh, maybe a religious upbringing that that wasn't really resonating with them. And so a lot of times what this what what it would boil down to is, look, keep it simple. Is there one thing, one, even one thing that you connect with somewhere on your path that you think could be an anchor for you? You know, the principle behind an anchor is very simple. You drop it and you stay in place. There's not a lot of you know, gravity does the work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when it comes to the spiritual path, this can get very complicated. You know, somebody wants to start off on this, this journey and they'll start with food restrictions or they jump into a religion and convert or they start to what's called maybe guru jump. They go from person to person to person to person and they never really commit to one approach. So one of the important models, especially in my therapy groups was, look, if you're really looking for ways outside to, to get out of anxiety, we can work on that. But when you leave here today, what's one simple thing you can do? Mm -hmm. uh, I, often it was, I have a good friend I can call. That's one simple step. That's one simple tool. It was, maybe I can just sit and breathe for two minutes. Maybe I could just write a journal entry. One simple tool. So that was really important. That was really important. And then the next one, of course, as you mentioned, was authenticity. And we've been talking about that. There was a lot of talk around, who am I? Who am I really? And I used to say to people, look, if you read enough books, you're going to be told that finding authenticity is something really, really complicated. Mm -hmm. You're going to, have to go on a long journey to discover who you are. And I said, mm -hmm. really, as you sit here in front of me and talk, you are who you are. Now, I know that sounds like a strange thing to say, but we're always who we really are. But we've just covered it up and mm -hmm. covered, it up and covered it up. So really... If you're looking for your authentic self, start right here, right now. Mm -hmm. So if you have one simple tool like journaling, meditation, a good friend you can talk to, and then you acknowledge that authenticity is really inside you right now, it's just who you are, you can then marry that simple tool with your search to find who you truly are. You can make a lot of progress just sitting on your couch. It's it, that's that really struck me when I was writing the book and even before I was writing the book. Simple, authentic. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. And it makes me uh, it, it reminds me of something I've been coming back to a lot over the last few months. And it's the uh, it's the quote that it's not so much about 
what we need to learn as it is about what we need to unlearn. Yes, I, that's, I love that. Yeah, it, it fits so perfectly because it, um, like you said, I think even more so for people that, that are actively um, reading into self-help uh, books or whatnot, there's there's this pursuit for for finding who we are. It's even in the speech. It's uh, what uh, how many times do you hear? I, I need to find myself, or I want to find myself, right? But the truth of the matter, it seems, and I, I agree with you, is that you're there's nothing that you need to go out and find, as much as it is about just being being here and realizing that that who you are is is right here you just need to to look past all the all the the labels and the bound sorry the labels and the um layers that you you put on top of your your authentic self yeah and that's actually the fun you, you know i'm not telling people to to leave the self-help industry that's not the point mm -hmm. the fun the fun of reading books and going to conferences and meeting spiritual teachers and going to retreats. The fun of that is that you are introduced to more tools. So, so one of the things that I kind of, it's sort of a subtext of the nobody Bible is here are pieces of wisdom that come from all over the globe that come from all throughout history. Is there one little piece in here that you can pick up and use now? That's the fun of going to a spiritual retreat. That's the fun of wandering the self-help aisle in a bookstore, is that you have the opportunity to find authors who resonate with you. And when you find those authors or you hear them speak, they should inspire you to go back home then and embrace simplicity and embrace authenticity. So it's, it's the nobody Bible is not really about telling people you don't need self-help. You don't need this stuff. It's about saying, well, you know what, if you need it or you want it, acknowledge it, but go into it. So open, go into it. So ready that you can find, find the right tools, the right people, embrace it, embrace it all. Don't ever be ashamed of it. Don't ever be ashamed of what you're feeling or what you want to pursue simple, authentic. And then that third point that I make is the nobody piece. Keep the tools simple, keep the tools authentic, but also remember, you don't have to be rich. You don't have to be famous. You don't have to be ordained. You don't have to have read every book on the bookshelf. You just have to be who you are, period, end. And you have earned the right by virtue of living to be on this path. You have earned that right just by being alive. Definitely think that a lot of the things that you're speaking to will help someone uh, discover that that sense of authentic self that that we we're speaking to here. Is there anything else that you feel like gets in the way of that, or um, any any recommendations for for how we should we should approach it, um, other than keeping it simple? Like what? Um, what do you think are the the common uh, obstacles that that people face um, that that prevent them from from keeping it simple and and just being authentic? Well, I think there's a few. I think one of them is self doubt, because I, look, I, a lot of times the reason you know me or, or or some other people that I know would get on a path like this is because maybe maybe we kind of lack you know I I, I lack sometimes a lot of con confidence, you know like. Again, who am I? That's the nobody piece. Who am I to say this? Who am I to come out with this message? And I think when we, when we, when we think that we don't 
have anything inside of us that's good or that's valuable to tell others, that stands in our way. You know, everybody lives a life. Everybody lives a life. Even if you were to sit in your living room for the next 50 years and do nothing, you're still having an experience. And that experience is valuable and it needs to be shared. So I think one of the biggest obstacles is the lack of confidence in telling your story, whatever it is, whatever it is. And I think we live in an age now where, you know, social media um, is, is generating is generating fame at such an amazing rate that I think people think if I don't have a piece of that, if nobody's retweeting my tweets or liking my Facebook pages, maybe what I'm saying isn't worth anything. That's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. So I think a lack of self-confidence is, 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 is definitely one thing that's, that's standing in the way. I think another thing might be um, preferences. And I, so really if we look at who we are, okay, what we are is really a series of preferences. You know, I, in the book, it's very clear that I don't like green peppers. Okay, that's a preference. But let's, let's expand that out. Um, now, maybe I don't, like, I don't like certain people. Well, now, okay, and then I live that preference out. I start to label people and sort them based on my judgments of them. Well, that limits the amount of people that I can learn from. Okay, then we expand it out more. Now I don't like certain countries. Well, okay, now that limits the experiences that I'm going to have. Now I don't like certain religion. So I think if we don't get a handle on our preferences and our desires, you know, this is, you know, this is, these are Buddhist teachings. I'm not making, I'm not, this isn't anything original to me. Mm -hmm. If we don't get a handle on the fact that really what we are is preferences and work to see how we can eliminate those, I think that sets up a barrier. Because say you go to a, a personal, say you go to a retreat or a conference, and within the first few minutes you're shutting down speakers or picking and choosing based on initial judgments, you might miss out on great messages. Mm-hmm. Um, that happens with friendships. That happens, it happens with jobs. So I think lack of self-confidence, um, inability to, to maybe get examined be open-minded. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Those two things, I think, really, really, really stand in the way of who we could be on the path if we just started clean. Mm-hmm. Now, I, certainly I'm speaking aspirationally. I mean, it's not really possible to go through life totally open, totally ego-free. That's not reality. Mm-hmm. But that's the point. The point is what life, I, I believe, is supposed to do is give us opportunities to succeed, to excel. When we meet an obstacle or we meet a person or a situation that we're not sure about, that's an opportunity. That's an opportunity to be confident in what we believe. That's an opportunity to be open to hear what someone else has to say. So that's really the point. Mm-hmm. And I think those two things definitely feed each other. By being more yeah. confident, you're gonna you're gonna be more open-minded to 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 experiences and to ideas because. You're, I think everything that we're speaking to is just just intrinsically, intrinsically, sorry, um, connected. Because if you're confident, if you're authentic, you're, you're gonna feel confident. And if you feel confident, then then you're not gonna set up those boundaries and walls that that keeps you distance from from things that that you may not 
currently identify with with liking so it's all about just uh it seems about opening up to to those ideas to those possibilities and at the same time aligning with with what feels right with you right and and that was part of you know another piece of the nobody bible was also building an appreciation for tolerance and diversity because you don't have to agree with everything somebody says sometimes people will say to me well, what are you saying? I, are you saying I should agree with things that I find immoral or you know, irrational? Well, no, of course not. But the point is those things are appearing in your life. So if you're serious about walking this path, you have to have some hard conversations about, about these things. When I present the world religions, I try to do it in a way that's fun and that's, that's easy to read. The reason I do that is because I want people to come to look at these religions that we talk about, not as something foreign, but as something that, hey, these are folks that are also on a path. These are folks that also tie into ancient wisdom. I didn't really know a lot about that before. That's interesting. So maybe by opening up a little bit to someone else's history, you even become more empowered in your beliefs. You don't have to give up what you believe. You don't have to agree with what everybody says. I'm not asking you to shed what makes you you. The only idea that you really, really have to embrace is that as much as you are on your path, the person you are sitting face to face with is on theirs too. And when you start off not open to that, when you, when you start off with a mine is better or I don't need to hear what they have to say kind of mentality, you're, you're cutting both of you off and you're cutting two people off from a real opportunity. And again, you know, look, we're human. We <laughs> pick and choose. We have friends. We have good friends. We have people we don't talk to anymore. That's okay. It's about awareness. It's about constantly being aware that the person across from you is also on a path. Oh, and they're, yeah. they're looking for something simple. They're looking for something authentic, just like you. Mm -hmm. And if you're not confident or you don't want to share with them, you're robbing them of an opportunity. And that's, you know, that's the fun of the spiritual path is sharing. That's the fun. So why not be open to it all? Awesome. I'd love to speak more to to that whole idea of spiritual path, because, of course, I know you might not identify as being a expert uh, of, of religion or, or spirituality. But uh, I mean, just from what I, I've looked into your work and the fact that you have two degrees in uh, religious studies, I personally would uh, would consider you an expert on the topic. And that's actually one of the reasons why I was so interested in having you on the show. Um, just give you a little bit of background of of me and my my um my background with regards to to religion. I uh, I don't have any thorough um, knowledge in in any one religion um, or any religion. So, but at regardless, I have a, a interest to 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 learn from them. So it's always been something that I've wanted to do to to take the time to to study different religions and and see what sort of how how can studying them allow me to enhance and better my own life, not necessarily from from the uh, the with the approach that that I have the intention to practice a a religion or or incorporate practices into my life, but again just from that that approach that going if i go into this open minded maybe there's something i can take from it that will uh will allow me to better my own life so the first question i have for you with regards to it is i know it's not something that that 
can be defined because it, it means something different to everyone. But what sort of uh, what sort of role does religion and spirituality play? Actually, let's leave spirituality for, for out of it for now, because I want to I want to kind of touch on how do they differ. But um, what sort of role does religion play in your life as a uh, as someone that as someone that taught it? Well, that's that's an interesting question. Um, I, I kind of consider myself, I, I call when people ask that question, I usually just say, I, I'm a citizen of the world. You know, that's a, you know, ancient Roman uh, sentence there. But I, I usually call myself a citizen of the world, meaning I, I like to just be open to them all. Um, I have, I have a birth, I have a religion by birth, and then I have religions by choice. And the role it sort of plays for me is sort of as a foil, as a check. And, and what I mean by that is there are there are there there is wisdom in the religious structure that can help. So when you talk about things like um, maybe the food prohibitions or you talk about hierarchies of priests or you're talking about um, special days set aside on a calendar, if you look at those from a religious perspective, maybe what you're really looking at isn't so much hard, fast rules, although some people will say that, but maybe for the rest of us, what we're really looking at are opportunities for discipline. So the role religion has sort of played for me is a check on discipline. So I look at the structures, the formal structures of religion, and I think to myself, are there people within those formal structures that are finding a different way to interact with the religious hierarchies that is really giving them a sense of of, of even more powerful spirit. And so that's something that that's something interesting. That's the gift of religion. You know, a lot of people say, well, I'm not I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. Totally valid. Totally understand. But let's be careful when we say that, that we're not what we're really not saying is I'm not really a disciplined person. I'm more of a person who just wants to kind of do whatever. Mm. And there's value in exploration. Exploration is the key to the path. That's why it's called a path. But Let's make sure as we do that, that we remember the lesson of religion, which could be for some people, are you being disciplined? So if you, let's go back to that simple tool, right? So you decide you're going to embrace meditation, five minutes a day, two minutes a day, one minute a day, okay? Are you doing it every day? Are you doing it every day? Or you decide to cut out a certain food from your diet because you've, you've read something and that you think it really resonates with you and you think it could help you spiritually. Are you doing it every day? Religion for me is about remembering the important role of discipline. Discipline. You don't necessarily have to be following the religion, but what you could be using it for is the idea of structure, adding a little bit of structure. Like when you're walking the spiritual path, are you wearing good shoes? Are you wearing shoes that are really going to support you? Are you wearing shoes that are going to be comfortable and support you and make the path something that you can do every day and you're going to look forward to doing? Because if your feet hurt, you're not going to walk. So that's really kind of what religion has sort of become for me is, 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 is a signal of discipline. I like that. That's, yeah, that's that's definitely a, uh, again, being someone that hasn't, um, hasn't, 
actively practiced um, any any religion in in my life really. Um, I can definitely still see how how that's such a, a fundamental part of of many of the religions out there. Um, so you mentioned. So I know there's a lot of people out there that that definitely in my age group at least um, that don't really see the the purpose um they 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 kind of stayed away from it because they they never really saw how it fit into their own lives and again of course we keep coming back to it discovering how something like religion or spirituality fits in your own life is only something that you can do by 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 yourself right you only you can really see see where where that fits in um I'm trying to trying to approach it from the the uh, the person that doesn't necessarily know what a religious or spiritual practice can can have in store for them, but they're open they're open minded to to the idea that that it can better them right because that's that's exactly what we're we're here to discuss right how can how can um, the wisdom being taught in different religions allow us to to better our life how can how can it en- enhance my my experience so let's say someone comes to you with with that that sort of background where it's i i don't know too much about religion i uh, i've i see that that many people have benefited from and I, i'm kind of using the word religion and spirituality interchangeably um okay. and then i'd love for you to to speak to kind of how you think those two things differ but again coming from that person that that is just open to the idea that a religious or spiritual practice can can better their life what sort of what sort of guidance and advice would you give them um now kind of taking their first steps into into these sort of ideas um one of the things that i'll always say to people because what I, i didn't when i was teaching in colleges sometimes the line gets crossed in a religious studies classroom where people will it will start to explore their personal spirituality through what we're learning and that's wonderful um so but but in you know sometimes in an academic classroom that's not really the, the place to do it. But 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 some sometimes what I would just kind of say to people as we were talking about world religions or I would kind of mention to clients is this is highly highly personal. And I, again I'm going to speak I can only speak through my lens. So I'm going to tell I'm going to take your question and speak to it through my lens. Mm-hmm. It's highly personal. And sometimes we get caught up in again I'll bring the shoulds the oughts, the things we think we should be doing, the the way we think we should be doing something. There, look, if you if you pick up a, a, a if you pick up a piece of wisdom from a world religion, and you take that piece of wisdom and you dust it off for yourself, and it shines brightly for you. If you go onto Google or you look that up, you're going to find a lot of talk about why your interpretation of it isn't right. You're going to find a lot of different interpretations. One piece of wisdom is interpreted a million different ways. Mm-hmm. And one of the dangers at the outset is overthinking, not keeping it simple, not remembering that this is highly personal. If you have a piece of wisdom that you've attached to that you think is a benefit to you, you know, a lot of stars say that they don't read Twitter. They don't read the inner. They don't want to read about themselves on the Internet. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like that, I think, with spirituality. If you found something that's helping you grow personally, I think 
you want to learn about it, but be careful what you take in about it because someone else's interpretation of it may not be, you know, look at yin-yang, okay? That symbol is so ancient and so amazing. If you just sit and meditate on the yin-yang quietly, you'll have all kinds of interesting feelings. If that symbol comes to mean something very particular and special to you, hold on to that. Other people may interpret that symbol differently. Other people may tell you that that symbol is really not the best way to talk about what you're doing. But you know what? If it works for you, you've got to find a way to be open to what other people have to say, but keep it close. Keep your interpretation close. So that's a big, that's a big danger I see is, is, is letting a lot, letting people get into your head about things that are personal to you. That's a big, that, that, that was big. That's, that to me is big from my, my lens. Yeah, definitely see how um, that can get in the way of what would be, again, an empowering and, and beneficial experience for yourself if, again, you're just, you're putting up those, it, we keep coming back to it, I think it's still, it still has to do with just authenticity and it's, if you're, if you're denying yourself of what feels right to yourself, to you, um, then it um, it'll it'll only get in the way of of that that experience that that can benefit you. So time and time again, I think uh, that's that's the the biggest and truest message that that we we've come across in this conversation. And it's be be open to to be open minded, be open and um, allow yourself to to experience things in your own personal way. And, and don't, let's go back to something I said. Remember I said, are you doing it every day? Are you doing it every day? Mm -hmm. That's an important piece for discipline. But there's also another, there's also another angle to that. You know, I, I once said, I once said that I've been developing and failing at spiritual practices for years. Mm -hmm. Well, good. Good. Because that's, that's the spirit. We don't always have to be right right away. Look, look at every great invention ever. I'm sure it didn't start off perfect right away. I'm sure wheels weren't nice and smooth all the time. Takes years of refining and sanding down, repainting. If you look at antiques, the antiques we seem to be drawn to now, you know, people love like distressed furniture, um, rustic chic. What's really in style now are things that have the look of being redone and redone and redone and redone. Well, I don't think there's any harm. And you know, people may disagree with me on this and that's okay, but I don't think there's any harm in looking at our spirituality that way. Mm -hmm. It's okay to, to try something, to explore, give it a chance, sand it down, repaint it, try it again. At the end of the day, you may find out that your spirituality comes down to this. You have a yoga class a few nights a week at the gym, which is fantastic. You have a regular workout routine. There are certain foods you avoid. You meditate every day for a few minutes to get yourself centered. And when you go to work and you have uh, difficulties there with coworkers or whatever, you become aware of that and try to let it pass. Let's say that becomes your approach. There's nothing at all wrong with that. That's that's a tool for living. And you, it may have taken you years to come to that schedule. And I think that's really important. It works for you. It's authentic. So if someone says, well, that, that kind of yoga isn't really going to. It works 
for you. It's what you came to. It's what years of living and experimentation have brought to you. Embrace that. It's okay to try, to try again. It's okay to fail. It's okay to fail fast. It's okay to fail slow. It's okay to rework it. That goes back to another danger. The danger of feeling you need results now, mm -hmm. especially in the era we live in. The, the, the thought that you need, the thought that you, act, you have to be enlightened at your first yoga session, or the thought that you have to be successful at the first book you write, or the first, the first thing you try spiritually, you have to be successful. Or everybody at, maybe if, if you're doing a retreat, and, and somebody's sitting there, and they're not, they're just not, they think, I'm just not getting this. Yes, that's okay. That's why, that's why you're here. You're here to say, maybe I'm not getting this. Mm -hmm. That's why I came. Mm -hmm. So this, that's another danger. Is, 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 so I'm sorry we kind of got off track there, but I thought no, it was. No. I, I definitely think it, it fit in. Um, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely something I, I, I see, um, myself and in myself, it's that, um, that striving for perfection almost like it's, it's feeling as though things need to be perfect at all times and something that, um, that I've been working on lately and it's, it's, I'm seeing a, actually a profound, uh, change in, in how I'm feeling is, is dropping this idea that, that an experience is, is bad. Or like you're saying, like if, if you're not getting something, feeling like there's something wrong with that even is, is something that will, will get in the way of, of that sense of peace. Right. So it's, uh, I think there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of power in, in realizing that things aren't necessarily good or bad and that's not necessarily wrong and right. This is not what you should feel like. And if you, uh, if you start to, to, uh, go get into that, that frame of mind, you start to embrace the, the entire experience. And it's such a, it's such a great feeling when, when you're, you're, um, accepting and you you're embracing of the 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 entire experience yeah and you said something really important you used the word striving for, for perfection striving is a virtue striving for perfection is look i don't think a lot of us would be on the spiritual path if we didn't think we were striving perfect remember we talk about nobody right and that teacher who said nobody is the highest you can be i can't even imagine you know, if, if reincarnation is real, I can't even imagine how many lifetimes it takes to reach a place where you can stand in the face of the world's difficulties and let it pass through you like a wind. Mm -hmm. But you strive for that. And I think it's the striving piece that gives us the permission to be simple, authentic, and to go easy on ourselves when we don't necessarily think we're succeeding. If you start with a simple tool, and it resonates with you, and you find that it's working for you, great. If you find a simple tool and it resonates with you, but you find that it's not really working, it's okay to change. That doesn't mean you're not being authentic. It doesn't mean you made a mistake. It means you can check something off your list. It means you have an interesting story to tell. It means that if someone comes to you with that same tool in hand, you can give them an interesting perspective on it that they may not have. That's very valuable. That means something not succeeding or taking a different path back taking a few weeks to back up on the spiritual path and go a different direction 
That's the story. That means something. Those are the stories we love. When we go to retreats or we read a great book on spirituality, those are the stories we want to hear. The reluctant guru, the person who didn't really want to do it, but, oh, geez, I'll give it a try. And then they end up having the world. And those are the stories that stick with us. Nobody would read a book on spirituality where someone said, hey, you know, I woke up one morning and I had this amazing thing. Somebody left a gift, gift basket of simple, authentic tools and I used them all and it was great. Well, Look, I mean, no one's going to read that book. And the reason no one would read it is because we can't live that way. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. realistic. Mm-hmm. And where's the fun? <laughs> there you go. Where's the fun? I love that. I love that. And that's, that's, in my opinion, what it's all about. It's really, it, it comes down to to having fun. And uh, we were having a little bit of a conversation about uh, about this before we, we hopped on the recording. But this this whole thing, this, this spiritual path, it really does... Uh, in my opinion, at least, come back to 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 fun. Yeah. <laughs> now again, again, you know, look, th- th- there may be people who disagree with us. You know, of we course, may just be in a little echo chamber here, but that's okay because you know you you know you're trying to put that out there, mm-hmm. and it's happening. And I think pe- if that's authentic, because and, and let's go back to the simple tool. For some people, conversation is a simple tool. But humor isn't authentic to them. It doesn't feel, it doesn't resonate with them. That's okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. I'm not offended. Mm-hmm. I can tell you wouldn't be offended. And so that's totally okay. And there's no reason to get angry. There's no reason to get mad. It's just about what resonates with people. Yep. That's totally okay. So okay. there is a place for this. All right, Jay, I think it's time to to jump into the, the last phase of the interview here, the ascending round. So what this is is a series of questions, some of them fun, some of them for tidbits of wisdom, and some of them for practical advice. Are you ready for them? I'm ready. All right, so first one is a book that you think everyone should read at one point in their lives. Oh, boy, just one? Um, just one. There was a book by... Uh a man named Brian Weiss called Many Lives, Many Masters. Mm-hmm. And I found that book to be particularly enlightening and very interesting. So I would I would definitely recommend that as a great read. Yes. Awesome. J.A., what is one mission or goal that you have for yourself that you've yet to achieve? That's an interesting question. Well, I am looking to finally uh, get a podcast off the ground. So that's that's hopefully coming in the near future and inspired by folks like you and the work you're doing. So that's actually a very big goal that I have that I'm looking forward to achieving soon. Awesome. So. I'm looking forward to uh, to checking it out when and if you, you do release it. Um, I mentioned this to you before, but for any of our listeners that may be tinkering with the idea, I'm, I highly encourage um giving it a go at least at least give it a few episodes not only is it uh a effective tool for for putting out a message but it's it's a whole lot of fun so uh, i encourage you and anyone else that that's considering the idea to to give it a shot well i appreciate the encouragement i do (laughs) do you have any quotes that you live by or you often come back to uh yeah a few. One of the most important ones is the world is a mirror. 
And when I, that's one of the pieces of wisdom that I try to remind myself of every day. I had a great teacher in my life who comes back to that over and over and over. The world is a mirror. So basically, whatever, whatever I'm feeling inside, that's what's going to be reflected to me through my day. That, that one piece of wisdom <laughs> is pretty much everything. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. And you can only, uh, I think you can only understand how powerful if you, if you go within and then, then experience it for yourself. But, um, to me or for me, what that has mean, meant in my life is, is that like, like you said, it's what, what's going on within is, is, is going to shape the, the experience that you, you have of the, the outer world. And, I mean, there's there's nothing I can say that can can really speak to how powerful it is to to go within and understand that and and use that as a as a means to to creating that that experience and that reality that you you want to live in. Yeah, and it's a powerful tool for awareness because even when you it doesn't mean you it doesn't mean if you're feeling happy one day you won't encounter angry people. Mm -hmm. What it means is if you're feeling happy one day and you encounter an angry person. It's a quick tool, simple tool to look inside yourself and go, all right, all right, all right. Is there something going on inside me that can either fix or diffuse or move on from this situation? That's, it's a quick reminder. That's the one piece of wisdom that I carry with me all awesome. the time. Awesome. And my last question for you, Jay, this is my favorite question. It's imagine I were to hand you a microphone, but this is a special microphone because Everything and anything that you say through it will be heard by the entire world. What do you choose to say through it? Look, folks, we don't have a lot of time here, and this really should be fun. So at least try to spend some time in your day getting to know other people, getting to know other cultures, really trying to understand where other people are coming from. Please even if it's just one person, please, please just strive for understanding. That's, I mean, Brian, what else, what else could I say? <laughs> Not much. I think that's a great way to, to sum up uh, a lot of what we discussed. Again, just, just being open, being open-minded and that, and doing so will allow you to to experience things more thoroughly and fully. And again, just uh, to put it out there for maybe the tenth time, it's not about necessarily changing what you believe in, or it's not necessarily about um, you know. Um, yeah, I think I think that that kind of touches on it. it. It's more so just about being willing to 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 be open to understanding different uh, different points of views, different experiences, because like you said, that uh, that approach tends to tends to uh, lead to to a, a more fun experience. Fun. <laughs> it should be fun. There you yep. go. Jay, before we uh, we end the the call here, where can our listeners find about find more about you and your work? Uh, pick up the book uh, if, if they do choose to do so. Well, they can, they can go to the nobodybible.com. There's a book trailer there if they want to learn more. The book's available on Amazon. Um, if they just want to read some fun stuff, there's, there's stuff at uh, nobodysview.com, or they can follow me on Twitter at nobodysview or Facebook at nobodysview. So hopefully people will come and join the journey. 
Jay, I want to thank you for coming on and joining us on Awaken. Uh, it, was, it was great having you, and I definitely love the the kind of work that you're doing and the the message that that you're spreading. It aligns very uh, very much with with the the values that that I have and the values that that I uh, are at the core of our brand here at Ascend. Um, so I do encourage you to to keep going out there and and spreading the uh the positivity that you do and again i am looking forward to to checking out the podcast when you when you get that up if you if you do decide to well thank you brian i really appreciate the opportunity and thank you for what you do it's it's important it's very important great thanks again jay take care all right thanks brian so there it is the senders that's it for my interview with jay plosker the author of the nobody bible i hope you enjoyed it And I hope it got you thinking about simplifying the way that that we approach our life and approach spirituality because like we we explored in the conversation, sometimes we do overcomplicate things. And I think it really does come down to just being here and now and finding and allowing your, your true and authentic self to be expressed in the here and now. So if you guys enjoyed the episode and have been enjoying the show up until now, I do ask that you consider giving us an honest review on iTunes, and you can do so at www.togetherweascend.com forward slash iTunes. Those reviews definitely help the show out, helps it get seen by more people, and I do appreciate your support if you do take the time to do so. So again, the URL to do the uh, to give the review on iTunes is www.togetherweascend.com forward slash iTunes. Well, that's it for this episode, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Until the next one.